eroticalust.com, home of erotic short stories and sex articles. Also available on the site are novels and kinky t-shirts. Now let's get to the story. Adventure, but also danger, can happen when an innocent girl experiments with a lesbian. Hey! Are you okay? Asked the driver. She had the whitest teeth I had ever seen and skin that looked more delicious than any chocolate. Something about her smile made me think that she was innocent and needed company just as much as I did. I looked at the road ahead and saw the desert span for miles and the sun lowering behind the mountain. The other drivers who sped past were males. There was no way I would stick my hand out and get in the car with them. What do I have to lose by getting in? Hi, I'm Maggie. She extended her hand. Ally. That's a pretty name. You're also very pretty. Thanks. I didn't really believe her. My significant weight loss led to some of my bones showing, and the pale skin made me look more miserable and that I had been deprived of the sun. Maggie wore leggings, exposing her curvy legs. I'm sure she noticed that my eyes lowered to them since I couldn't resist a peek. It's not safe for you to be walking out here all by yourself. Maggie pulled off. Don't have any choice. What do you mean? I've got nobody to turn to. It seems like I can't get along with anybody, or rather, nobody can get along with me. I'm sure it's not that bad. Well, maybe it's my fault. I was the one who ran away from my girlfriend. Girlfriend? A smile appeared on Maggie's face as she turned to look at me. Her voluptuous lips were begging me to lean in and grope them. I wanted to run my hands up her legs and slide my hand under her shirt to fondle her breasts. The sparkle in her eyes served as an invitation, but I didn't want to jump the gun. Yeah. I've been a lesbian for most of my life. I was in a relationship with my last girlfriend for a couple of months until she became boring and didn't want to do things that I wanted. What's that? I like adventure, not knowing what's next. The rush of living on the edge makes me feel alive. When she became timid, I hit the road, so here I am. Sorry to hear that. I've also been down on luck. I lost my job last week and I've barely got money to get home. Where's home? New Orleans. Wow. You've still got a heck of a long way. Yeah. My mom is gonna be so disappointed in me if I don't get home soon. To make matters worse, she's sick. That's a bummer. But I'm sure everything will work out. I have faith. Where are you heading? Don't have a plan. Wherever the road takes me. Maggie looked at the fuel gauge. Oh no. I have to fill up. She pulled up at a petrol station five kilometers later. I wanted to chip in as I watched her put coins on top of the note, but I had nothing. She looked at the pump over her shoulder, and her forehead wrinkled while she clenched the steering wheel. I saw that she was worried about the amount of petrol that she would get. I looked to my right and saw a kid get a burger from the express shop. 
A guard walked out with a money bag and hopped into the van. Man, it would be so nice to have some money. Maggie pulled off, but she kept looking at the petrol gauge. You okay? I'm hoping this is going to be enough. I don't know what I'm going to do if we get stuck on the side of the road. We'll figure something out. Don't worry. I've been through worse and gotten out of it. Like? Well, I spent most of my teenage years in a detention center. For? Theft and things like that. I've never had much, so whenever I got the opportunity to make some extra bucks, I took it. I got out of the center when I was 17 and lived with a foster family. Couldn't stand them, so I ran away. I thought my life was tough. Not having money sucks, but I can't imagine what it's like to be locked up. Being behind bars is pretty crappy, but so is not having any money. I mean, look at us. We can't even buy food. You can't fill up a tank, and you don't know how long before you're stranded. It's not the way to live. Yeah, but what can you do? After driving for another 10 kilometers, Maggie looked at the steering wheel and turned it, but it didn't budge. Her lowered eyebrows and slumped shoulders told me that it wasn't the first time that the problem had popped up. What's wrong? The steering pump jams after it gets hot on long distances, and the wheel locks up. It's happened before, but I haven't had the money to fix it. My mom is going to kill me since I borrowed the car from her. Sorry. We're going to have to stop. We couldn't even turn to the side of the road. Maggie stopped and put her hazards on, and we got out of the car and stood on the cobblestones. She looked at the road behind us every time a car approached. I was just as worried about somebody ramming into the back of her car. Three hours later, she switched the car on after it cooled down and turned the steering wheel. We smiled at each other, then got back on the road. My tongue swirled my mouth while I contemplated carrying out my plan. I nodded after deciding that it was the only option for survival. I want you to stop at the next station. Why? Just do it. We can't carry on like this. It's a matter of time before you run out of petrol or the steering wheel locks up again. What do you have in mind? Tell the attendant you want a full tank and that I'm going to pay. After he has filled up, start the car and slowly drive off so that I can jump in. Jump in? Yes. I'm gonna go inside their shop and get their money. What? I've done this before a couple of years ago. Worked like a charm. How you going to do that? I unzipped my backpack and pulled out a knife. With this. Maggie's eyes bulged as she looked at it, concerned. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. We need the money. I'm not sure about this. I don't want to commit a crime. You're not. I'm going to do it. I stroked her face. You've got nothing to worry about. These petrol stations have plenty of money. I'm only gonna take just enough for us to survive. It'll be fine. My heart began to race as we approached a station. 
Not having robbed anyone in a year made me shift in my seat and take a deep breath. You're ready. I asked after Maggie switched off the car. She nodded. I got out of the car and felt my heart pound my chest. The thrill of what I was about to do gave me a rush more than it made me nervous. The knife, tucked into my jeans, gave me the confidence to carry out the plan. I stood next to a shelf, pretending to pick out an item, but I was waiting for the last customer to leave. He paid and walked out. The cashier was checking his phone as I approached. I lifted my shirt and pulled the knife from the back of my jeans, then clutched the cashier's collar and pressed the knife against his neck after pulling him in. Give me the money. His eyes widened. Please don't hurt me. Please. I'm begging you. Then give me the damn money. He opened the till with his right hand and chuckled notes onto the counter. I snatched them, shoved them into my pocket and dashed out towards the moving car. Hey! Yelled the attendant while filling up another car. I opened the door and hopped in. Woohoo! I exclaimed with fists raised above my head. Maggie looked at me and smiled. Are you okay? I feel so alive. I cupped her face and smooched her. Now that's what I'm talking about. I looked out of my window. Whoa. That was awesome. Maggie kept looking at me and smiling. I felt that she needed time to absorb the shock of the robbery and being kissed by a woman, so I kept quiet for the next five kilometers. I yawned as we drove into the night. You tired? I nodded. I can pull over on the side of the road so that we can take a nap. No ways. It's too dangerous out here. Besides, we've got money for a motel. Take us there, babe. I kissed her cheek. Her smile told me that she enjoyed adventure and that being exposed to dangerous situations intrigued her. That was my type of girl. We stopped at a motel and went into their cafeteria. Fortunately, it was still open. We gorged steaks and potatoes. After the meal, I grabbed Maggie's hand and escorted her to the bedroom. Holding her soft hand felt so good. I could only imagine what the rest of her body felt like. After unlocking the door, I gestured that she should walk in. I closed the door and turned around, then saw her sitting on the bed. I sat next to her and put my hand on her leg. We smiled and gazed in each other's eyes. I grabbed her hand, squeezed it and stroked her face with the other hand. You're so beautiful. Thank you. Hope I'm not making you nervous. This is new to me. You've never been with a woman. No, but I've always wondered. Maggie looked away. I pulled her face back and kissed her. As I leaned forward, she reclined, and I lay on top of her. Our fingers intertwined as our tongues slithered against each other. Her lips felt soft, and her tongue was moist enough to make me wetter but didn't bog down my mouth. My lips lowered to her chin, and I whiffed her neck, 
then kissed her shoulder and lowered my lips down her arm. I pulled her leggings off and stood in front of the bed to take my clothes off. Maggie raised her head off the bed and smiled while looking at my naked body. I crawled over her and pulled her top off. My tongue circled her one nipple while I fiddled with the other. She closed her eyes and let the pleasure out of her nose. I squeezed her tit while lowering my lips down to her abdomen. My hands slithered down her waist and clutched her G-string before pulling it off. As I dropped it onto the floor, Maggie spread her legs open. I licked her clit and looked at her. As I stuck my three fingers into her pussy and stretched her, she moaned and arched her back. My tongue licked up and down, left and right while my finger rubbed her clitoris. I flipped onto my back and opened my legs. Maggie swiped one lick up my pussy, then looked at me and smiled. I nodded. As she resumed the licking, I ran my hand through her curly hair and clutched a fist. A deep, guttural moan shot out of my mouth, and Maggie's tongue forced me to rub my clit while she licked my pussy. Fluid spurted out my pussy and onto Maggie's face. She tightly squeezed her eyes shut and smiled. I exhaled deep breaths, feeling that I had suppressed that urge for too long. Maggie lay on top of me, and I put my hands around her and kissed her face. I rolled her over onto her back, opened her legs, and kneeled in front of her. I put my leg over hers and rubbed my pussy against hers. After seeing her smile, I reclined on the bed, with our legs in between in each other and pussies brushing. We woke up in the morning at around ten and smiled at each other. Maggie tucked her head into me after I kissed her. I didn't mind that she was shy, as long as she would support me in everything that I did. I have to get ready and go home. What? What's the rush? I thought that we were having fun. We are. It's just that my mother is expecting me. I have to attend to her. She is sick after all. Can't believe that she wants to leave me. There's no way I'm gonna let that happen. Nobody's done that before, and she's not going to be the first. Let's at least spend the rest of the day together. You have to eat. She smiled. Okay. We got back onto the road after lunch. After covering 50 kilometers, I leaned over and looked at the petrol gauge. That's not gonna take you home. We've used up almost half. Don't you still have some money from yesterday? Babe, I only took a little from that cashier, and I've spent it on accommodation and the two meals. Maggie pursed her lips. So, what are we going to do? We have to do another job. We need the money. I went the last time, so you're up. What? You can't expect me to do it always. It's easy. You'll be in and out, and you can go home to your mother. I don't know. Do you have money to buy your mother medication? She shook her head. What if she needs to go to hospital urgently? Maggie shrugged. You don't want to rock up at your mother's place and not be able to take care of her, never mind give her a broken car that she lent you. 
Besides, you need to fix the car to get to her. You don't want another episode like yesterday. I've never done anything like that. It's a piece of cake. I'll be behind the wheel. You go inside and stick a knife to the guy's throat, take the money, run out and hop into the car. Just like last time. It's easy. Her chest expanded and cheeks bloated before she exhaled. I guess. I rubbed her shoulder. You'll be fine. We pulled up at a petrol station and got out of the car. I hopped behind the wheel and told the attendant to fill up. Maggie looked at me from inside the shop, and I showed her a thumbs up. After the only customer left, she looked at me and approached the till. Her hand trembled when she pulled out the knife, and the cashier stared at her. I knew she wouldn't have the guts to do it. She's such a wimp. I definitely made the right decision. As Maggie dropped the knife and dashed out of the shop, I switched the car on and pulled off. Stop. She yelled. Stop. Don't leave me here. I looked at the rearview mirror and smiled. Sorry, babe. That's what happens when you disappoint me. Dusk had fallen after I drove for two hours. Not a single car had passed me, making me feel lonely. Who cares? At least I have this car. Should get a decent amount for it when I cash it in. I saw a truck approaching from far, and it kept dipping into my lane. I hooted, but no response. As he got closer, I turned the wheel, but it jammed. No. Not now. Come on. I wriggled it. It didn't budge. I slammed the brakes as the truck approached, and I saw that the driver was asleep as he further drifted into my lane and... Boff! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this story, you'll love the new erotic novel My Wife and Girlfriend, available on eroticalus.com. Just click on Shop. While you're there, also check out the kinky t-shirts for men and women.